Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to cup number four. Happy Wednesday to you all. I hope you are having a wonderful week so far. And we are ready to jump into this new episode. And I hope last week was very helpful as well, because I do want to retouch on our cup of another cup of counseling. So I really do hope that you're able to hear that one and episode 13 from season one. Because again, we all need help. So please go get some. <laughs> okay, but that was last week. So this week, I'm going to talk about a cup of tolerance. Yes, because that seems to be something that's happening nowadays more so than ever. Okay, so we're going to chat about where we are in this country, racially, pretty much. Yeah, I'm just going to jump right in and do that. So George Floyd died on May, was murdered on May 25th of 2020, last year, right? My season one of the tea ended on May 13th. <laughs> so pretty much a week after, week and a half after season one ended, the whole world erupted. It went into action, seriously. And next week, um, I'm going to share with you some live footage when I was at a local protest uh, talk about what was happening in 2020. We're just going to go back in time a little bit and just revisit some of the things there. But I want to talk this week about my trip that I took to Pasco County for my little side hustle, the YMCA. I went there earlier this week, right? And it's beautiful. Pasco County is actually not so bad, right? The country land is gorgeous. There's lots of farms out there. It's like a scenic route as I'm driving through these windy, hilly roads it was just so serene and so beautiful. And then I look around and I'm like, is this an election year? Is it 2016? Is it 2020? Like, where are we right now? What is happening? Because there's still Trump signs everywhere. Lots of them. Okay. And there's even a new flag display on 75. I haven't seen it at least until this past week. Um, I don't know how long it's been there, but there's five flags. It's right there on the interstate, right? On somebody's property, like on this farmland right there so you can see it plain as day, just like the big, huge Confederate flag on 75 and I-4, right where those meet up. There's a big, huge, I mean, massive Confederate flag um, that's been flying there for years. It's just a horrible embarrassment, but it's there. So now this new display is just five regular size flags. There's the American flag in the middle, and then there's on either side of the American flag, Confederate flags, so two Confederate flags, and then on one of the sides of the Confederate flag was a Trump flag. And the other side, to be honest with you, I don't remember what it was because <laughs> I was too in shock at what was happening. Because riddle me this, why is it that every fervent Trump lover, why do they always have Confederate flags? Because he's not a racist, right? <laughs> remember? Oh my gosh. So anyway, and if you don't know that Confederate flags stand for racism, then like, just turn me off right now because clearly you don't want to listen to any type of reasoning or any type of reality. And this ain't the show for you. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> um, getting to the conversation with this woman that I had over in Pasco County. Right. So let me just start off by saying, I actually low key really do love it when people like her who are either borderline racist or straight up racist <laughs> open up to me because they think I believe like them somewhat. Um, you know, I like to think myself, uh, I like to think of myself as a pretty open-minded person and I can see things from different perspectives. Um, 
from different viewpoints, from different backgrounds. So when I talk to people, I can pretty much see where they're coming from, or at least see their viewpoint. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, I get that. But, um, and sometimes it's like they truly mean well, but they don't really get reality. And that is what we're seeing so much of, like the lack of reality. But anyway, in my opinion, I think all they see is that white people used to be in control and power and they're losing that control and power. It's being taken away from them by this thing called tolerance. Um, and we'll talk about census a little bit later because it's actually being taken away from them by numbers too. <laughs> but yeah, tolerance. Tolerance is this big old huge buzzword that's just been going around lately because people have been up in arms and have been crazy with each other. So a little background about me. A little embarrassing background about me, actually. <laughs> it couldn't help it. I didn't know better. I grew up a Republican, okay? Mainly because I grew up a Christian. And you know the only two things in politics that Christians care about is homosexuality and abortion. Those are the two. If you talk about those two, that's it, okay? You're good to go. So basically, that was the reason why we were Republicans, okay? Um and on a side note, let me let you know that Christians make the best racist. Yes, they do. That has become very, very evident over the last four years, past five years now. Um, so there's that, right? My little secret background. Now I'm an independent, a proud independent, because I don't, I just don't want to be, I don't want to align myself with any particular which an independent is of course a political party but i don't want to box myself in i do vote along my beliefs not along party lines so let's just say that right um which most of my beliefs lean towards one way but either but whatever um there's that so i digress but my background and my ability to see other side of things sometimes helps me to have a very civil conversation with people like this but when they start thinking that I'm like Candace Owens or something like that. That's when I got to hit him with the pow, right? So, okay. So let's take me back to a conversation I had a couple years ago. I was in my swimming pool over here in my community and it was the best conversation ever. It was me. Um, and then there, and I'm black female, right? Um, generation Y. Then there's a biracial Gen Zer who was in the pool. She was this young little girl, not little, but she was like, you know, 18, 20, something like that. And then there was this white baby boomer lady. We're all females though. So there's that. Um, and we're in the pool and we're talking and, you know, people like to say, some white people like to tell black people, oh, you sound so eloquent as if that's some kind of compliment or something, because why am I not supposed to be able to speak well? I don't understand. <laughs> so when somebody hits me with that, I already know where we're headed. So you know, and a typical answer someone once said that she gives, which was hilarious, was, oh, thank you. So do you. Because why? Shouldn't, why shouldn't we all be able to speak like that? Anyway, that's a whole nother conversation for another day, especially with the kids in class. And you sound white and blah, blah, blah. And I used to tell my kids all the time, white doesn't have a color. You can't talk a color. You can't. Anyway, again, so we're in the swimming pool, right? And we're talking and this white older lady is talking it's within the past four years so we're talking a little bit politics because we're talking about the way of the world and whatnot anyway we get to the point where it's just so overwhelmingly you can tell where she is and then she goes oh you remind me of candace owens and i go oof absolutely not i really cannot stand that woman she totally hates herself 
And she goes, what? Oh my goodness. And she was just in such shock and awe. And then I had to really truly break it down to her. Um, by this time, the <laughs> little biracial Gen Zer, she had left because she, and I texted her later on because I'd gotten her phone number. She was like, I couldn't do it any longer. I don't know how you do it, but I can't tolerate people like that. <laughs> and that's the generation. That's where we are right now, you guys. That's where we are. We have like all these generations clashing and these people who want to hold on to the ideals of the past and how things were and, you know, just believe in a false narrative of history and how, and she was an immigrant, first of all, a European immigrant, but an immigrant nonetheless, her family moved here and blah, 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 all the whole story. Um, and then you have me, I'm my family. I'm a fan. I come from a family of immigrants as well from the Caribbean. I was born in America, but so my background's a little bit different. And then you have this biracial American young chick who is just like, I am not about the foolishness right now. So we can just, I'm not even tolerating it, but I like to talk to people like the Gen Z or the Gen, the Gen, um, the baby boomer lady, because she's, I don't, I don't know. I just feel, ugh. mind you, I get into tons of arguments about them have been banned on block on Facebook a couple of times. <laughs> Facebook jail is just hilarious, but whatever. But I just like talking to people like this to try to see what really is in their mind and just to see their their true feelings and beliefs. And when I can get to talking with them and, you know, we first we sound like we're saying the same thing because, again, I grew up in a background where I can see where they're coming from in some instances, in some points. But then, boom, I hit them with the like trailer park versus the projects or the ghetto. And if I'm talking to a white person in a in a place where they understand trailer parks, like this lady who I was talking to, I just use trailer parks. And I'm like, yeah, well, in the trailer parks, what do we expect people to do when they don't know any better? They've never been taught any better. They don't expect better. And the schools they attend don't expect them to do any better. So where exactly are they supposed to jump out of this situation that they're in and become better and do this better life? I mean, not everyone had the experience and the opportunity and the exposure that I had and that she clearly had. So I can't judge my life on everybody else's. That's not fair. And that's what a lot of these people do. Oh, well, Ben Carson made it. Everybody else can make it. That's so ignorant and so stupid. Like for real? Anyway. Oh my gosh. So I, I tend to see their point and I can see the what they're trying to say, but and especially let's talk about this part. When they run around, when we all run around talking about, constantly talking about the underprivileged and how much this country has done to hurt minorities and all that good stuff. Now, and don't even get me started about critical race theory, which I'd never heard of until this past year, but whatever. No, I was not taught to hate white people. No, I was not taught to, to hate American history, all that stuff. It's just the dumbest thing I've heard in my life. Oh my gosh. But the reason I, I agree with them is vastly different, of course. They do it like, you know, don't want to talk about race and don't want to talk about even on the news yesterday. I just heard like New York is banning some books, like even books on Rosa Parks and books on, you know, just basic plain history because it talks about race. So now we've like swung the pendulum way over to the other side of, of absurd ridiculousness. But but I understand why some people do it. They do it. They don't want to talk about our history because they want to hide their vicious, disgusting, ungodly. Let's talk about that. Remember the Christians? Ungodly and pathetic, absolutely true and recorded history of America. 
I mean, this country was not birthed in like honesty and up uh, people who are upstanding. No, they came and took this country by force, um, horrible force, and continued to do so for hundreds of years. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like this country was, it just doesn't make any sense. When we talk about the true history of this country, yes, it is ugly. But let's do what people like Germany did. Let's talk about how ugly it is. And let's talk about how we've tried to fix it. And let's move forward. Let's apologize like real apology and honest apology, not this little, oh yeah, by the way, let's do a declaration. No, let's really have this conversation about how, yes, this country did mess up a lot. But guess what? We're trying to make it right. And it's getting better because it is getting better. Okay. Um, but yeah, but when I talk about it, about like not talking about minorities, um, because guess what? Black and brown people are no longer minorities in this country. We're actually the majority. So I hate saying minorities. It's We're not. And if we talk about worldwide, we definitely are not minorities. Okay. Have you seen Africa? Okay. Um, but it's 2021. Like, I just don't like that we keep talking about this narrative about how we can't come up out of our situation and how black and brown people are still stuck in this horrible situation, which yes, true. Yes, yes, yes. Plenty still are, but there are too many opportunities now, too many programs, too many, too many, a lot of things out there for us to continuously say that it has to deal with the white man holding us down or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Now we pretty much do that to ourselves. <laughs> like now we don't like to get out of the situation we're in. And there's a number of reasons. Okay. Let me go back to living in abject poverty and having that your whole life. And then for generations of your whole life, I understand why you wouldn't understand and know better, but I'm also an educator and I've been in the schools and in the systems where I've told kids better and we've shown them better and they still don't get it. Um, and even if they get it at a later age, it's still very difficult to help them to see that they need to get out of that situation. So anyway, my biggest thing is, and when I was talking to this lady, going back to that conversation, you know, she's saying, yeah, I just don't understand the blah, blah. And I'm like, well, how about this? Consider this, right? Representation really does matter. I think it is actually important for kids to see themselves in every single aspect of the world. Females need to see themselves working in science and math. Um, people of color need to see themselves working in the medical field and in governmental offices and positions. Like there's all of that that needs to happen because that's what makes us who we are. Representation definitely matters. But you know what, on a side note, let me talk about representation right quick. I've always thought about this and I've always thought about it from the viewpoint of a white woman growing up in like the 60s and 70s. Can you imagine? Now, of course, for people of color, there was no representation. Okay. If you saw a black person doing something like even on TV or whatever, it was like, wow. And if we were in a positive role, that was even triple wow. And that was just amazing. A sight to behold. But can you imagine growing up white in the time where everything was whitewashed and everything was white, but the ideal of white was this happy, beautiful homemaker woman. And she had to be this size and she had to be this type of mom and she had to have this many kids. Can you imagine the oppression that that puts on white people as well? And for the man, you had to do this and you had to do that. So see, I, I always like go in between this question of like, 
Of course, representation matters, and I get that. But even having over-representation and having to live up to that ideal of perfection, that had to mess up their psyche as well. So there's a whole psychology of like over-representation and trying to live up to the ideal. I mean, they're still doing it today. Like <laughs> there wouldn't be plastic surgery. People, I'm just saying like the majority of people having plastic surgery are white people living, trying to find the ideal that they have to match and trying to have to live up to. And I think it's just sad. It's just that. So anyway, so yes, representation matters in every single sense of the way. So I think that even heavyset white women need to be on billboards. And my biggest one, as I was talking to the lady in Pasco, um, I think they need to feature trailer parks more often and the poor parts of the countryside and poor white America, not just the suburbs. Because if you look at TV, of course, you'll think, oh, America's great. Look at all these great places. No, the reality is the more places you'll go to in America are podunk, <laughs> are these little um, country towns, these these off the radar places where they all have Trump flags. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that type of stuff that we need to see more of so that we don't think that we're all living in some la-la perfect land because we're not. Um, and it's sad. And it's really, really sad. So... So just going back to tolerance and how we need to do better. I mean, I'm just, I still don't understand. And again, we'll talk about it next week about more of the George Floyd protests, about the insurrection, about all of these things that are happening right now. And, and when people are like, oh, if we've never been like this before. Well, duh, it happened about five years ago. And what was happening about five years ago? Who was happening about five years ago? I just don't understand how people don't make that connection. Now, mind you, I am glad that people were able to come on out and show their true selves. Um, I mean, I, listen, 2020 was an awakening for me as well. And I'll share some of my background and my history coming into the awakening of 2020 with some of my quote unquote friends from high school and whatnot. But it it was an eye opener. It truly was. It was a doozy because, you know, the people next to you, you think, oh, OK, they're cool. My next door neighbor, she's cool. But then you realize, ooh, she believes like that? Like, she really thinks that? She agrees with him? Or she agrees with that? And then it makes you think and makes you wonder. And it's just like, ugh, what are we doing? Are we going backwards? And I don't even want to talk about the whole new reconstruction era that I think we're entering or exiting. I'm not sure. But yeah, there's so much to it. But yeah, just tolerance. I mean, I really definitely believe, of course, we do need more tolerance. We have to do better to represent everyone everywhere. But just be careful how you do it. So today's words of wisdom would definitely be, you know, just be nice. You do not know what anyone is going through at any given time. Seriously, it can be life changing. It can be just very traumatic. It can be anything. Just be nice. We are all part of the human race. The end. Can we just get along? <laughs> okay, that's it. So yeah, so tolerance. Go get you some, for real. Just like counseling. Go get you some tolerance because it's the only way we can all get along and live together and learn and love each other. And learning, that's the big one, learning. Oh my goodness, so many things to learn. Ugh. And unlearn that part too. Like, huh. anyway, 
that's about it for today, guys. Just wanted to share my thoughts on what's happening in the world. And we're going to share more of it next week. So be sure to join us on the Tea with Ruth. Um, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter. And you know, it's the Tea with Ruth because it's the truth. Have a great day, you guys. Thanks for listening.